This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens. We have reached part 13. Oh, is it going to be unlucky? Trial of a Time Lord here in my theory podcast. Hey chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, so this two episodes of Trial of a Time Lord are called The Ultimate Foe. So this is the ultimate podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, uh, so I don't really understand anything that happened in this episode. Uh, it was uh, bat poop crazy. Um, <laughs> so the trial's still going. The doctor has not um, has decided that he's he's had enough in... He can't call a witness. Uh, they're all scattered throughout the universe, throughout time and space. And then while he's saying that, Mel and Glitz are sucked into the space station. <laughs> Why are they having this trial on a weird space station in the middle of nowhere? I don't understand, but that's how it works. Um, because it was a chance to do a special effect. Uh, then uh, then we, when because Glitz has turned up... Um, we have to go back to all the series, the first uh, four episode malarkey. Like the in, like eight episodes have happened, and none of it is germane to the trial plot. Like it all just sort of seemed to happen. Uh, the master turns up on the big screen. Um, like he could have, t- he could have just popped into the room, but no, he has to make an entrance because she's a diva. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was 
enjoying the unseemly outbursts. Enough of these unseemly outbursts. Oh, and the Magnetron. When the doctor brought up the Magnetron, I was like, isn't that the thing at Lunar Park that makes you throw up? No, that's the Gravitron. <laughs> the Magnetron apparently is what drags a planet halfway across the universe to catch fire. Um... And then the master is just like dropping truth problems all over the place. It's like, yes, the reason they did that is because they lost their matrix secrets. And the reason they did that is because of this. And he's like WikiLeaks with a terrible goatee. <laughs> I'm just enjoying him just like throwing it all out there. Just just being an, an annoying human being. Well, an annoying Gallifreyan. Just because he can. Because that's what he likes to do. Um the uh, then we find out that the Valiard is in fact the Doctor somewhere between his twelfth and thirteenth regenerations, which in light of the Timeless Child uh, is you like but, but which ones? <laughs> which twelfth and thirteenth? Maybe the Doctor has to do a little reset every now and again. Maybe that theory was right. Um, anyway, it's all the bad bits of the Doctor uh, apparently making up the the Valiard. Uh, the the key, the, the the keeper of the Matrix, James Bree, what a delightful actor he is. Um, just like, oh, yeah, I've got the key. It's around my neck. <laughs> With my glasses. And my lanyard. It just seems a weird one. And also the fact that it's an ancient old key. It's like, oh my God, the Time Lords and their trappings. Um, then... Uh, then they go into the Matrix, like the seventh Matrix door, which is on this space station. Like the, There seems to be a lot of doors into the Matrix. I don't know why they think it's quite so impenetrable. Um, but then they go into the Matrix and it's Dickensian London. Like it's a laneway with a poster for cholera. Uh, I, I, cholera must have been doing a tour that year. <laughs> it was the coronavirus of its day. Um, and you know what? I would much rather, like as far as script editing goes... Uh, if I was rewriting this, I would start with the doctor wandering down the alley and all the laughter and just like, well, I don't know how I got here or what happened. And then have Glitz turn up and say, you know, they can have a little bit of back and forth about what's going on. Uh, when we get back to the trial, the master says that Perry's fine and she's now a queen. <laughs> she's King Ikanos's queen. So, you know, I don't... I, I would rather be brain transplanted to death, to be honest, than be stuck with King Ikanos bellowing at me at every turn. <laughs> My queen! Um, <laughs> I know, just when you thought the Brian Blessed impression was gone away. Uh, <laughs> what, you know what? I wish, I wish Pussy Galore was also in this episode. <laughs> My name is Pussy Galore. Um, because that would make me happy. Uh, also, it would give an excuse for why all of these things happened when we're only just going back to the first four episodes. <laughs> and the, the Matrix secrets. The redacted Matrix secrets. Um, that was obviously the Matrix because we saw his lips moving. I don't understand why Glitz has been dragged into this either. He seems equally confused. Uh, anyway, they go wandering around... Dickensian London for a little while. The Doctor gets dragged into a, a water barrel. But like why he puts his head so close, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he does. Uh, then there's the Fantasy Factory, which is very 80s. Um, also, I love when Mel goes, how evil to the Master. And he goes, why, thank you. <laughs> this That's the character, I think, that... Um, 
those those kind of lines is is what they had in mind when they were writing the John Sim and uh, Michelle Gomez and Sasha Dewan Masters because it's like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Like, that's where you go, oh, yeah, he's not hooked up right. Um, then the Doctor meets Onslow from Keeping Up Appearances, <laughs> who is uh, Popplewick Senior and Junior, apparently, uh, both through the same sides of the door, the same person, just different costume. Um, and there's something, like, I don't know if there's, like, if the show is wearing its heart on its sleeve now. I feel like the Fantasy Factory is meant to be the BBC. Like, you know, the Fantasy Factory is the company that makes this show and and the reason the show is on trial is because you know the people in charge of the bbc are officious bureaucrats and here we have dickensian bureaucrats like that weird argument between the popplewicks of uh he (laughs) popplewick just it does sound like it's almost a rude name all dickensian names sound like they could be something revolting or whimsical um Anyway, uh, Popplewick's like, you know, well, he wasn't expecting you, so he's not allowed to expect you. And all that kind of, like, back and forth crazy logic. And I I feel like this is, like, both Robert Holmes, the scriptwriter, and Eric Saywood, the script editor, just having a massive tilt at the BBC, just going, this is how terrible they are. Um, then he signs a dodgy contract, <laughs> which, again... <laughs> the BBC. Um, and... Uh, then he's weirdly on a beach. He goes through a door, ends up on a beach, uh, like we're in Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, hands pop up out of the ground and drag him into the dirt. Um, now, the, uh, the, the weird thing is, like, there's no resolution to this. Uh, yes, there is another episode, and we find out what is actually happening in Doctor Who. But there is a missing episode. Now, this is the the most missing episode of Doctor Who of all time because uh, Robert Holmes, who was writing this, died. Um, clearly, he wasn't doing very well when he wrote this one. Uh, and what he'd written for the final episode, uh, was, which was being, you know, helped along by the script editor, Eric Saywood. He, Eric Saywood had quit as well. <laughs> before the last episode, so it had to be written in about two minutes by Pip and Jane Baker, who wrote The uh, the Terror of the Vervoids. And by the way, just for a little bit of extra background, The Terror of the Vervoids, the one that I've just been laughing hysterically at for the last week, those four episodes, they were made after these two. So the series finale was made, and then they went and made Terror of the Vervoids. <laughs> so we may see a tonal shift from this one into the next one. Who knows? Uh, it's been a long time since I watched it. But I just know, like, from, you know, the history, the lore, the uh, lore, L-O-R-E, not L-A-W. Um, but, yeah, the fan lore is that, you know, there is there is an episode 14 out there somewhere that uh, has never seen the light of day that Eric Saywood has. I mean, maybe he has put it out somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, he, he left and took the scripts with him. Um, and Robert Holmes was dead, uh, which was very sad because he's a really he's one of my favourite Doctor Who writers, and this is this is an ignominious end to his storied career uh, or his career in stories. Anyway, uh, that uh, oh, I've got many of your theories that I'm not going to touch on because they basically mention a lot of things from the next episode. So let's get into the next one tomorrow, and then we will talk about what any of this means. 
if it means it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.